0: My name is Adrienne Garland, and welcome to Sugar Coated. Sugar Coated is a podcast that was born from the notion that for far too long, women and other people who inside felt like they just didn't fit in in maybe small or even large ways had to sugarcoat their words, their style, or in general, their way of showing up in the world. This podcast started out as a dedication to women leaders. You see, I wanted to shine the light on all the incredible work that women do and how they're making an impact, and I still do. But I realized that a key reason that women have struggled, in my opinion, is that they've had to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals, which are inherently designed to keep those outside of the norm from standing out. This has prevented more women from being recognized as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me, Adrienne Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media, each week as I dive into raw conversations with some remarkable, badass women that will help you to strip away your sugar coat and go in the direction of your incredible dreams. Hi, everybody. My name is Adrienne Garland, and welcome to the Sugar Coated Podcast. I am so excited today to be joined by my esteemed guest, Laura Cheadle. She is an incredible person, and you will learn so much more about her in our conversation today. But the reason that I wanted to share her brilliance with all of you is because she is an author, a speaker and a life choreographer. And she's gonna show us how to strip away all of the sugar coating and get to some really good stuff. And I think it's so important now more than ever before that women learn how to speak for themselves, speak up, and really showcase their brilliance. So please welcome Laura Cheadle. Laura, hello. Hey. Hello, thank you so much for having me on today. It is my pleasure. So why don't, why don't you start by telling people just a little bit of background about, you know, who you are, where you are today, and sort of how you got to this place, because I think that that is super interesting.
1: <laughs> it is interesting. I'm actually a former corporate attorney. I practiced law for 10 years. And once I had my second baby, I started realizing, you know, they tell you you can do it all. But in order to do it all, there's an awful lot of sacrifice that must be made. And talk about that sugarcoating. You know, it's like, yeah, you can do it all. You can have kids and you can work full time. You can have a power career and you can have this amazing relationship and your house is going to be great and you're going to be a size two and you're going to (laughs) do yoga. And all of a sudden I realized... Uh-uh-uh, this isn't going to work for me. And this whole stereotypical image of how I should be is not at all who I am. Yeah. So I kind of took a deep breath, and I decided to leave my corporate job. And even though I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to be doing, I knew that I really wanted to tackle this issue to solve some of these problems and challenges that I was facing, you know, as as far as how do you do it all? And what is realistic? And if I have everything and I have this perfect career, with air quotes, Mm -hmm. and this perfect relationship and this, why am I not happy? Where is the joy if I'm doing it all right? Yeah. So long and short, I went back to school. Um, I started working with women. And I created my own five-step modality for working with women to strip out of their labels, their roles, and their scripts, and to find out who they are inside, and to get back in touch with themselves, to cultivate the ability to validate themselves, to choose themselves, to Mm. quit pleasing other people to quit always seeking to you know hit that next milestone when it was an external milestone as opposed to an internal milestone and to really let go of that fear of judgment whether it was the fear of the judgment from other people or that judgment from yourself you know i'm not doing enough i could be doing more i should be doing this and as part of that whole journey I actually returned to my roots. Growing up, I loved dancing, like I think a lot of little girls do. Oh, yeah. And I returned to dance, and I actually became a burlesque dancer. Starting at age 44, I danced (laughs) in Las Vegas for the first time. No way. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've danced at the House of Blues in New Orleans, Hawaii, Las Vegas, all over. And I was only able to do that because of the way I was able to strip down, quit sugarcoating things, and get real about who I
0: am and what I wanted to do. Oh, my God. Laura, you have just said so much. And I, like, I'm like, i like, okay, pump the brakes. <laughs> because, slow down. Yeah. Slow the roll. Because, all right. First... I understand, you know, being a lawyer, it's very intense. There's a lot of pressure. Everybody wants you to, you know, get on the partner track and long hours. And it's just not always a conducive um, situation to raising a healthy and happy family and then also having this crazy career. And people can do it and people do do it. And, you know, God bless them, more power to them. Um, But it definitely takes support of one kind or another, whether that's, you know, a partner who is staying at home or you are making, you know, enough money to bring in outside help. And I totally get it. I was in the same situation as you where it's just like, you know what, it's very challenging to have it all. And it's like, do you really even want to have it all because you're so goddamn exhausted? But when you said that you decided that you wanted to change I, I mean i think so many of us can relate to that and then you said that you went back to school what did you mm-hmm. go back to school for
1: don't laugh <laughs> <laughs> i went i mean after getting you know your your law degree i went back and i got an associates degree in hypnotherapy no way it, oh yes it was amazing i you know, part of this whole work was experimenting and, and looking within and looking at the people that I had worked with too and figuring out what's the problem? What what is holding people back really? Hmm. And a lot of it was just this mental belief that this is the way the thing should be, yeah. or habits. I've always done it this way, therefore I will always do it that way. And I started thinking How do we really get out of those habits? How do we really change the way we think? Mm. Because if it was so easy just to say, oh, I'm going to think differently, then everybody would do it and the whole world would be happy. Yeah. When in fact, many people in the U.S., the statistics change, but it's somewhere around 70% of the people are not happy. Yeah. Yeah. So I started researching and trying to figure out how do we actually change the way we process? How do we change the way we think? And hypnotherapy has got an amazing success rate. And the more I learned, the more I thought, this is hard science. This isn't woo-woo stuff. This actually makes sense. And I started using it on myself, and I was able to create change fairly instantaneously. Hmm. And the more I learned, the more taken with it I became. And I found a program
0: and went back to school and learned it. That is so cool. Now, like, what would be one thing, because I would like to (laughs) self-hypnotize. Yeah, But so what, like, what is one thing that you you know, ha, kind of had a pattern of behavior of doing and then you were able to do uh, self-hypnosis and that you changed and then stuck. I would just love to hear like, and it doesn't have to be anything grand. But exactly. Like, what's the one, what's one thing, an example?
1: Um, th- I think an example that most people can relate to is when we say, I'm going to get in shape.
0: Mm.
1: I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to work out. I want to feel better and then we don't do it, yeah. whether it's we eat too big of a portion at dinner or we say, I'm really exhausted. I'm just going to chill on the couch and watch Netflix. I think that's a pattern that a lot of people can relate to, and that's something for me. I would come home from work when I was working, and then same thing when I was at home. Around 4 o'clock, I'd get really hungry, and it was too early for dinner, Yep. Uh-huh. But what do you do? You start snacking. <laughs> and instead of just giving myself a healthy, normal snack, I would go to the cupboard and I'd take a handful of nuts. And then I'd grab an apple. And then I'd think, oh, I'm really, really hungry. How about a smoothie? <laughs> and I would just, you know, forage for like an hour. yeah. And then I would be stuffed. And then it would be time for dinner and I would eat a full dinner anyway. Yeah. So using hypnosis... I was able to kind of pinpoint and isolate what's really going on around 4 o'clock. Because clearly, I start off hungry, but it's not just hunger that's driving me to munch solid for about an hour before dinner. There's something emotional going on. Mm. And for me, what was going on was a couple of different things. It was near the end of the day, and I was getting tired, and I also really had that sense of wanting to reward myself. You know, woohoo, you've almost made it. The day's almost done. It's almost time to do this, and you can almost relax. And it was like a reward system that I was wanting to treat myself. And layered on top of that, because there were a few different reasons, was also that distraction. Right. I've only got, you know, a couple hours left to work. I'm really burning out. If I'm constantly eating, I can't work, right? So I'm distracting (laughs) myself from work.
0: That's good.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, it worked great. Yeah, and then yes, using self hypnosis I was able to move through those layers. Hmm. Pinpoint what was hunger, what wasn't. Pinpoint where I was wanting to reward myself, and then also pinpoint where I was distracting myself hmm. and give myself some new tips and tools and tricks to deal with those three things that were going on without just eating for an hour mindlessly.
0: Yeah. Cuz I mean I'm I'm listening to that and I'm like, well, you know, it's not so bad to want to reward yourself. So, right. how can you do that though without sabotaging whatever health goals that you have? Oh,
1: absolutely. A few different ways. If you do like food as a reward and you're hungry, make it a pretty reward. If you're at work and you're packing yourself a snack, pack yourself kind of a pretty snack. I mean, it sounds silly, but if you put a ribbon Mm. (laughs) on a baggie, it becomes a treat. Yeah. And it's pretty and you got to unwrap it and you've just gifted yourself something. And then it's a smaller portion. Mm. Also, think about the other things that are rewards for you? For me, I love being outside in the fresh air, walking, you know, walk from your desk, walk outside. If you're at home, go take a walk around the block. What is another reward that you can do for yourself that actually feels better than mindlessly shoving in handfuls of peanuts? Right. Although,
0: (laughs) although that sounds pretty good. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. So, uh, okay, I, I totally love this. And so many times I hear advice. And it's, you know, you don't need to get another degree or a certificate or something. It's like you have what it takes. But I, I am definitely of the mindset if you want to learn something specific like what you went back and got your associates in i do yes. think that it is important to get that credential especially if you're going to use it in your your next phase of your career or your life so i think that that's i think that's wonderful that you did it and i like that you you did it for a specific reason you were interested in it and you you thought this is what i need in order to go forward so that is awesome so tell me a little bit about after you you know got the degree and that you you know wanted to go back to your roots for dance how did you sort of create this next phase because you're you're truly in another phase how did you kind of lay the blueprint for what the next 10 years, 20 years was going to look like for you.
1: Right. I kind of played around and figured it out. I honestly knew that I wanted to help women. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big believer in the whole mind-body-spirit connection. Just from my roots as a lawyer... I found that I was cleaning up a lot of messes from people, and I'd find myself thinking, oh my gosh, these problems could have been prevented five years earlier had they had the skills. Hmm. And it became apparent to me that many of the skills were not just intellectual skills. There was a lot of health. There was a lot of well-being. There was a lot of other things that could have gone into that. Hmm. So since I had always loved dance, I have this, this will make you laugh, I've taught fitness since 1988 eight. Love it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I knew there was a physical component to it. I know that when we are feeling comfortable, not necessarily fit, but just comfortable in our bodies, that we act better, we feel better, we are more able to think. I also knew that the habits were a big part of it, but I just didn't know how they fit together. Mm. So, I went back to my people, you know, my friends that I had worked with, to moms that I was meeting in the neighborhood, to friends of friends who were having problems, and I would just kind of offer my services. And I would say, I recently graduated with this associate's degree I do fitness. I do coaching. I do this. Can we just play? Can you know? I'm not going to charge you, but give me your feedback and let's see what's going on here. Hmm. And it was amazing because as I worked with the people, it really developed that so many people are experiencing the same issues. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, because we're all in this together and we all feel that same external pressure that we have to look a certain way and act a certain way and succeed a certain way. And we can't.
0: No, no. No. And there's no no place in society or it doesn't seem like there is for these differences and the diversity of what success looks like, feels like, it does feel like there's one model and if you don't live up to it then mm, you're a loser
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely and uh, my my book and my work talks about being smart sexy and spiritual love it Yes, and that was a common denominator with a lot of the people that I was working with. They would say, I go to work, and I'm in my head. I come home, I'm instantly supposed to switch and be this sensual, sexual being, and I'm not. I'm still in my head, and then I feel like there's something wrong with me, and then I try to connect or I try to meditate, and I can't do it, and I don't want to be seen as this woo-woo freak, and I don't want to be this crazy conservative you know, religious person and there's no balance. But there's more to me than just this one dimension. I'm a lot of different things, but I can't express that.
0: Yeah. It's funny, I had a corporate career up until 2010, uh you know, in the corporate America type of world, and whatever happened <laughs> when I left and I started my own business, I really had an identity crisis because my identity and who I was was so wrapped up in this idea of being a, a successful professional woman and like what that meant and what that looked like. And when I left and I, you know, attempted to be an entrepreneur, it just didn't translate. And I, I didn't know what my value was without a, a corporation behind me, and it's taken me an awful long time to almost rediscover who I am and what value I offer without some company giving me a title. And it's been really, really hard. And I think that if I had had the tools that you, you know, give people, I think I I might not have gone through such a terrible identity crisis. Absolutely. And it's interesting because what
1: you mentioned is so common for so many of us, and I went through that as well. But throughout life, what I'm discovering is people, when they get a divorce, go to that in, through yep. an identity crisis. When the kids go away to college and they're empty nesters, it's a whole other identity crisis. Totally. You know, then sometimes gets a, somebody gets a diagnosis. Breast cancer, a parent dies, you know, whatever it is, infidelity. There's all of these things that happen in life. And because our identity is attached to the people around us and the things around us, it rocks our world. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So how, how can someone like, you know— Short of becoming a burlesque dancer, (laughs) (laughs) I would recommend that highly. (laughs) Although I don't listen, I'm up for anything. I would totally do that, one hundred percent. I'm there. Um, but like you know, what can what are maybe a couple of things that people can can do in order to sort of rediscover who they are and, and operate from that place no and ha, and like almost hold on to that no matter what situation they find themselves in.
1: Absolutely. I, yeah, I, I like to call that your inner sparkle because we all have that essence that's in us from the beginning that excites us and that, you know, just makes us feel passionate about living and excited to get up. And what I'll just run through these briefly. The five steps of flaunt are what I recommend. And flaunt is an acronym. F stands for find your fetish, Mm. L is laugh out loud, AU is accept unconditionally, N is navigate the negative, and those steps together will help you to T, trust in your truth. Mm. So starting from the beginning, find your fetish. A fetish, if you really look at the definition, is not some kink thing. It's not sucking it a, of the toes. Or no, it could it's be. not. <laughs> it could be, but it's not. It's more like Dumbo's feather. His feather was his fetish. It was an object that he believed had magical powers that would allow him to fly. Mm. And I believe that we all have that thing. We all have that thing that we think is going to carry us to that next level. We think we need it to be beautiful and strong and powerful. And that thing is typically something that we enjoy doing. Mm. So for me, it was dance. When I dance, I feel like I can conquer the world. Mm. It doesn't matter if I'm just turning on a song and dancing in my kitchen. If I can get into that groove and get into that headspace, I've reconnected with my fetish, with my power, with my identity. Mm. So that's the first thing I have people do is reconnect to that thing in their life that they would do no matter what. Mm. Kids play for the sake of playing. They don't play to accomplish a goal. Yeah. Yeah. So when we can return to that, that's the start. Mm. The next step is L, laugh out loud. Life is really funny. Yes. And, oh, <laughs> yes. And especially in the messiness. Yes. Is it funny? And when we can just let go of that pretense and start laughing, it really helps.
0: Yeah, I love, I, well, I love the F so far and I love the L because it. for me, laughter and, you know, just comedy and being silly has been something that has always carried me through my entire life and, you know, I started when I was young, I had a tragedy happen in my family, and, you know, my my family, my whole family has this incredible sense of humor, and I really believe that it, that prevented us from, you know, stopping, basically. Yes. Yeah. So, I oh, love
1: it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The AU, I call the golden center of flaunt because AU is the atomic symbol for gold. Yes. And that is, yeah, except unconditionally both yourself and other people Mm. as women we have been raised to believe that what we do impacts other people yes um oh yeah like if you wear a short skirt and you get raped you caused him to do that right yes uh huh. Yep. <laughs> accepting unconditionally really ex- means accepting what we can and what we cannot control, and breaking down some of those beliefs that we have been raised with that we can control other people because we can't. This is that's a hard one. That's a, that's a hard, messy one. It is a really messy one, but it's so important because how many of us, whether it's with a coworker or a partner or a parent or kids, we really think we can control it. I can make him healthy again. Yep. I can make it so she won't drink anymore. Yep. I can, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy and it's just something that we have been raised to believe. And when we can really start accepting unconditionally that the only person we can control is our mm. then everything shifts. Mm. Love mm. it. Yeah. And then the next one is navigate the negative. And although I don't really believe anything is negative, I believe things just happen. It's our perception of mm-hmm. positive or negative. Everything in life is about navigation. And one of the examples I like to use is if you're driving home and there's a roadblock or a detour... You will never get out of your car and say, oh, I quit. I'm not going home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let me you just, just won't. camp out here. <laughs> <laughs> right. But how often do we do that in life? Mm. Oh, it wasn't meant to be. We had a missed connection and I didn't get the job. It's just I'm not meant to do that. Mm. Yeah. This entrepreneurial thing, it's not
0: my thing. I tried and it's not meant to be navigate, baby, navigate. <laughs> yeah. God, that, uh, you know what, that is such a perfect example. And I've never heard it before. Like if you run into a roadblock, you're not going to just get out of the car and set up camp. You're going to find every freaking way that you can to get home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And it might take a while and you might backtrack, but you make it home, you don't quit. Yeah. But we
1: quit on ourselves all the time. Man. Yeah. And when you do those four things, it really leads to that last step, which is T, trusting in your truth. You are the only one in your body. You are the only one who knows how you feel. Mm. And you know if it's right. And you know if it's wrong. And you know you. And that's truly the only person
0: you can ever fully rely on and mm. trust. Yeah. It, yeah. I love that. I, I, I love all all of this. And th- this is all in your book, right? Correct. So why don't you tell everybody where they can get your book? And I think books, um, do you have one coming out?
1: I, I've got a, a new one that's still underway, Okay, but it's not available yet. Okay. Yeah. My book right now is called Flaunt because it's that acronym, Flaunt, Drop Your Cover and Reveal Your Smart, Sexy and Spiritual Self. And it's available, what's nice with the quarantine, it's available on Amazon as the audiobook or, you know, Kindle or digital as well as print. It's on Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, New World Library is the publisher. It's even on like Walmart and Target. It's literally available wherever books
0: are sold. That is awesome. I am downloading it. I I actually love to download it onto my Kindle reader and I I just you know, consume that stuff so fast. Although I do love yes. audiobooks as well. Did you did you do the uh, read for the audiobook? And no, I didn't. I, I actually really wanted to, oh, yeah. but um yeah, they, they they have their professional readers. But she did a great job. She's got she's got a lot of sass in her voice. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, because I was gonna say I've heard that um actually you know doing the audio version of a book is super challenging. Yeah, and tiring. I've I've heard that, so uh, that, I, that's why I was curious. I was going to ask you, like, how you know how did how did you do? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! So I know that we have limited time, but I, I really I, I appreciate this conversation so much, and I also really appreciate how we came to know each other. Um, I have a. A private community on the platform Mighty Networks, and you're a part of that, and you are a great contributor and supporter. And I just think that you are awesome, and that's why I wanted to invite you here on the podcast. And I really really think that you have so much to offer and to help people. And I do hope that uh, people, you know, check you out, get your book and contact you because I think that what you're doing is, is helping in a way that people really need to be helped today.
1: Thank you so much. Your platform is amazing. I have loved the women that I have met there. And yes, thank you. And I do feel it is especially relevant right now when so many of us are losing our identity because of this whole COVID epidemic. So absolutely thank you so much. Oh my
0: goodness. Let's go out and flaunt it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) let's do it.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, Laura, thank you so, so much and good luck and stay healthy. And um, again, people, please go and check out Laura's book and feel free to connect with her. She is a lovely individual as you can hear. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.